This is Spin Control, a Fibercraft podcast by a joyful girl. Welcome to Spin Control, episode 36, Snow Days. This, of course, is your host, Shiloh. Welcome back to all my returning listeners, and I'd like to say a hearty welcome to those of you just joining us for the first time. It looks like all the buzz around Camp Kip has quite a few new listeners turning my way, and I really appreciate that. It's pretty awesome to see the numbers of listeners growing. It's fantastic, and it makes me very, very happy. Thank you again. In this week's episode, I've got some knitting, some spinning, a little story about some snow day fun, some all-around crafty goodness, and we will kick this off, of course, with some updates. First off, there's not a whole lot of new information going on with Camp Kip. I do know, however, that Jackie is working her little tail off trying to get more rooms to accommodate more people. The wait list is quite substantial, And I know she wants to make as many people fit into the fun as she can. So before the end of the month, if you are at all interested in participating or going, be sure to sign up for the wait list or go over and register to see if there are any more day passes left over if you're in the local area. In addition, in updates, I have an update on the Flashback Sock Knit Along. All right, so here's the deal with the Flashback Sock Knit Along. I've decided that I will be knitting, of course, the monkey socks. By popular vote, that looks like a perfect place to start, and most folks agree that I should definitely knit that pattern at least once in my life. So that's where I'm going to start. And to participate in the knit-along, you don't have to knit monkey socks. You have to knit a pair of socks that you wish you'd knit, a pair of socks that you knit one time and absolutely loved and wouldn't mind knitting again, Something to just go back in our sock knitting past and pick up and knit together. So if you never knit monkeys and you want to participate with me and do that pattern, go right ahead. If you want to try something else that might have been viral at the time but you never got around to it, this would be a good chance. And I did decide what I will be doing for participation prizes. So to participate, you have to knit this pair of socks and finish by the end of February 2011, so that any flashback sock that you knit in January or February of 2011 and post photos of your finished sock in the thread for the knit along will enter you into a chance to win Cookie's new book, Knit Sock Love. I figured since it was the desire to knit her pattern that really kicked off this idea for me, there would be no better choice of prizes. Now, actually, what I've decided is the winner will be drawn at random from everyone who posts finished socks between now and February 28th. And what I'm going to do is give the winner their choice of either the book, or if they already have it or aren't interested in it, a counting sheep sock bag made by me will be the alternate prize. And I'm even thinking that I will draw two names and give both winners the opportunity to choose one of those two items. So that's it. I will talk about all the details of starting and all that garbage and the yarn I've picked during the Spinning My Wheels segment later to come. So that's all I've got for updates. 
and it's time to get this podcast started. This week in Spin a Tale, I don't really have a story per se, but I wanted to share my thoughts with you about snow days. We recently had one, and it was awesome and totally unexpected. If you are in the local area or have been watching the news and the weather recently, you may know that the St. Louis area got quite a bit of snow, and it has been quite a bit of time since we've gotten that much snow, so it was a little shocking. At my house, we only had six inches, but just 10 miles north, friends of mine got 14 inches in just that small amount of distance. And snowfall numbers varied pretty much during that day last week between about four inches and 14. And it was welcome, and everybody got a snow day. Well, not everybody, but most people got snow days. Now, as you know, I'm in the military, and the base did not cancel work. However, I live pretty far out, and I'm relatively rural. And I have to wait for my road to get plowed before I can go anywhere. So my boss told me not to bother to just stay home. It's kind of nice when you're in one of those positions where you're not like in charge of stuff. In the job I'm in right now, I'm kind of low ranking. I'm kind of on the bottom of the totem pole and just about any monkey can do my job, which is fine with me because that means that it was not a huge impact on my organization for me to stay home that day. And that makes me super happy. The kids had a snow day, the dear husband had a snow day, and I literally hung out in my pajamas all day long. It was awesome. Got the kids all dressed up so they could go sledding. And it was like a hot cocoa factory around my house. The girls took their little cousin, who is five, sledding. And a bunch of the neighbor kids went along with them. And they went to a decent-sized hill right over here in our neighborhood and had a blast. And then when they all got done, of course, they needed to be heated up from the inside because it was that cold. And it was like cider and hot cocoa for all. So it was pretty fun. And I got some good pictures of my girls making snow angels and some things like that. And I got to stay home in the middle of a week. And I wasn't sick, which is so cool. That just makes me really happy. Now, snow days, of course, aren't always great. Today was spin group in St. Louis. And the drive for me to get there is about 20 minutes. And about an hour before I was supposed to leave, it started snowing like mad. And I was not sure whether or not I was going to brave it and go or whether or not I was just going to suck it up and stay home and call that a snow day. I braved it. I went out. It wasn't that bad. Um, it had stopped snowing when I was halfway there and didn't start again. So it was a very safe drive. And I'm so glad I got to go to spin group. I missed last month because of my little vacation to my parents' house. But it was really good to get the chance to catch up with everybody. And I'm really glad that snow did not mess that trip up. Of course, would I like it if it had snowed like blizzard-like conditions today and I didn't have to go to work tomorrow? Absolutely, that would be awesome. But unfortunately, that did not happen. So that is my take on snow days. Sometimes they're welcome, sometimes not so much. But I had a lot of fun. They're pretty rare, and I'm glad I got to enjoy one with my kids. And now it's on to spinning my wheels. And the first thing I'm going to talk about is an embroidery project I took on. Last week I told you that once I finished recording, I was probably going to stitch out some counting sheep. 
and I did. I actually stitched out about eight of them. And you may be able to hear some snipping in the background. And that is me actually doing a craft during my recording in the 36 episodes that I have recorded. This is only the second time I've done anything crafty on air. And I'm snipping like a thousand little thread ends for this embroidery project. I really, really like my counting sheep design. I think it's super adorable. I love it. The only problem with it is that every single letter has a joining thread and oh, there are probably 40 to 50 different little elements if you count every single little letter. So that makes for a lot of ends. And I have eight bags with all of those ends to clip. So I figured while I was sitting here, I would go ahead and take the time to do that. And probably, hopefully anyway, by the end of this week, these counting sheep stitch outs will be turned into knitting bags, which makes me extremely happy because I really enjoy making them. So that is super cool. And I guess since I started with sewing, I will also tell you that I have taken on a commission sewing project. I've never done that before with any of my crafts. I don't really see myself ever taking on like a commission knitting project because it really is like a hobby for me and I don't want to turn it into something negative. And the risk there is too great. The commission project that I have taken on is to make 40 patches for the St. Louis Royals rugby team. They would like to, I guess, use them as a fundraiser and having me make them definitely keeps the cost down for them. And I don't really think of sewing or the sewing that I do anyway, as labor intensive as like say my knitting. But what I do consider is making these patches is going to be a huge learning opportunity for me. And the door just got opened. Who is it? Hi, Zoe. Sorry. No problem. What's up? I don't know. You don't know? You just need to be in here. Are you going to let me talk about my stuff or you just want me to stop while you're here? Well, you can do it, but... But what? I'll just be in here. Okay, you can do it, but I'll just be in here. Okay, now i got to remember what I was talking about. Okay, so... What? I have to cut... You want me to cut your voice out? You don't want me to leave it in there? Maybe, maybe not. We'll have to see. When you walk in the room while I'm recording, it's a risk that you take. And it's up to you. Wait, did you make this? Yes, I did make that. Thanks. Oh, so that's what it was doing with the back. Yeah. And you need to cut your string. I know, I'm not going to cut that string. It's just a practice one. i got plenty of other strings to cut. Fine, I'll cut it. There you go. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to record now. Can I, can I talk? Okay, I'll think about it. Alright, so anyway. Uh, the commission project I've taken on is these patches for the rugby team. And I consider it a real learning experience. I'm learning a ton about how to manipulate um, JPEGs and turn them into embroidery designs, which is awesome. And that makes me happy. Of course, every time I have a project that gives me the opportunity to learn something, especially with my cool toys, it makes me extremely happy. So I'm pretty excited about this project. And the money that I earn will be used to pay for the second half of Camp Kip, which is way awesome. Because then, dear husband, cannot be upset with me because my craft will be paying for itself. That means my attendance to Camp Kip does not have to interfere with my household budget, and that will really, really make him happy. So that's what I've got going on in the sewing tip. Of course, that's not the only thing I've been doing over the past week. 
I have, oh, no, I already mentioned the clipping. I have been knitting primarily on the lionette cardigan. That will be done in no time. I am halfway down the second sleeve, and as you may know, that pattern is a top-down raglan, so I've knit the entire body, and I have to finish up that sleeve and add the lion neck portion of the collar, which is cool. The only thing else I've got in the works, of course, is my cookie A socks. Now, as I mentioned, I really, really, really wanted to use the colonette jitterbug that I had in my stash because I thought the colorway, it was like a medium tonal green, so it wasn't too dark and it wasn't too patterned. Like the yarn wouldn't be too busy to show off the stitch definition in Cookie's design. But it is lost forever. I searched through all my old knitting bags, I searched through my sock box and my stash, and it's not there. It is gone. I remember taking it to Knit Group and showing it off. And if it's not in my knitting bags, it really is truly lost forever. So right now, it looks like the only thing I've got in my stash that will make me happy in terms of like the color not overpowering the pattern is some Trekking Pro Nutura. I believe that is how you pronounce it. And I'll be sure to link to that in the show notes. It is like a dark tealy green, but not like super bright. You know what I mean? It's kind of washed out. It's pretty cool. I like it. It's a solid. So you should definitely be able to see the stitch definition in that one. And a bunch of folks on the project page for the Monkey Socks used it, and I like the results that they got. So that is what I'm using. I am also contemplating, if I have one on hand, using a 9-inch circular needle to knit these. I was extremely, extremely curious about the 9-inch circular, and I have purchased two, but never used them. And I have a really bad habit of that. So I think that this is going to be the project that I debut my use of the 9-inch circ and see how that goes. Typically, I use DPNs, but we'll have to see how it goes this time. Like if I have the right needle size and I can get gauge, then I think that's what I'm going to do. And that is all I've got going on in knitting. Aside from the fact that last week I talked about my handspun socks and how I was nervous about washing them. But when it came down to laundry day, I just tossed them in with a load of similarly colored garments and washed them on cold and they came out perfectly. I was being brave and daring that day, but it worked out in my favor. Pretty cool. And the last thing I've got in crafting for this week is the spinning disaster. The spinning disaster has been undone. So when it came down to it, I thought, screw it. I'm just going to knit it as is. But then when I was playing with it again, it was sitting there on the shelf and it felt entirely too ropey. I could not imagine wearing any garment or doing anything with it. Like it felt like twine and I was not about to leave it that way. It made me, it made me cringe at the thought. So I decided to ball it up and toss it back on the wheel and spin it back in the opposite direction just to see what happened. And the final yarn is drying right next to me. And I am so very happy with the final product. It is definitely a sock weight yarn. And it is like, as I was spinning it, I could just feel it get softer. It was so much happier. And I am so much happier with that. I will be sure to post pictures of that in my stash. And hopefully I have learned my lesson and don't have to go through that again. And that, my friends, is all I've got going on this week in spinning my wheels. 
This week, I am all spun up about teenage daughters. I know, it wasn't too long ago that I talked about my teenage daughter turning 13. It was actually just about a month ago. But I think that this one is going to be making headlines quite a bit over the next few years. So this is one of those mixed reviews all spun up, just so you know. There's a little good and there's a little bad, and we'll just have to to deal with it. Sorry, hope I'm not a downer. All right, so report cards for the second quarter came out this term. The kid went from having all A's and A, B to having two C's and a D on her report card. That is hard to fathom. The kid's never gotten a D on a report card. It shocked me. It took me off guard and it made me a little bit angry. It's no, there's no reason for that. Absolutely no reason. I mean, we should have at least been given from her. Obviously, it's her responsibility and our responsibility. We should have gotten some indication from her that she was struggling in that class. And it's math. She's had problems before, but usually she brings home a bad test grade, one, and we get right on it and make sure she knows the material and take good care of it. Not this time. She didn't bring anything home. There was no indication that she was doing poorly at all. Now, of course, because of this, she's grounded. She's grounded to the house for two weeks, plus no technology. And everything after that two weeks will be debatable and like situationally evaluated because we want to see every single grade in every single class, be it on a worksheet or a test, everything. And we will look at every possible entertaining event that she has between now and the end of the year and determine whether or not she gets to participate based on her current grades killing me. The kid is killing me. Now, here comes the good part. Because she's grounded from everything, including technology, that means no iPod, no gaming systems, no television, no computer, nothing. No Facebook, none of that. Because of that, yes, okay, I'll be there in one second. I love you too, sugar. Because of her grounding and the fact that she can't use any technology, that was her, sock it up behind me, it is definitely bringing out her creativity. She is remembering all of the other stuff that there is to do in the world that doesn't have to be powered on first. She hand sewed a rag doll and decided to make it coordinating bedclothes, which is pretty cool. And she is also doing a lot of reading and a lot of writing for entertainment. So yes, we got to this point in a very negative way, but it's nice that she's getting a reminder about all of the other things there are to do in her life that don't require electricity or a connection to the interwebs. And that, my friends, is what has me all spun up this week. Well, it looks like it is time to spin off this episode of Spin Control. But before I do so, I would like to announce the January-February donation incentive. This month... And next month, between now and February 28th, anyone who donates $1 or more to the podcast will be entered in a drawing to win handspun yarn. Now, this donation incentive is duly sponsored. If you recall back to our first donation incentive, Diabolical Yarns contributed hand-dyed lace weight yarn as well as some hand-dyed roving. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to spin up that hand-dyed roving and use it for the drawing. And right now, as it stands, it is, what, the 20th of January, and we have one donor. So your odds of winning are very, very good. 
And if we don't get any more donors, I know who's getting some hand-spun yarn. Anyway, thanks a lot, guys. I am going to close out this episode with our namesake song. My daughter mentioned it the other day, but before then, I hadn't thought about doing it. My Ravelry name is A Joyful Girl, and that is after one of my very favorite songs. And that song is A Joyful Girl by Ani DeFranco. So that is this week's song. I hope you enjoy it. And until then, you can get all of the details and check the show notes at spincontrolpodcast.com. You can email me at ajoyfulgirlknits at gmail.com. You can catch me on Ravelry as a joyful girl or follow me on Twitter as a joyful girl maid. Thanks again, guys. I will talk to you soon. Yes.
Yeah, I am. 